Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for the Jets-Browns pregame report as the Jets head to Cleveland for week number two. So to talk about it, we bring in our friend who's the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, you ready for week two? Uh, ready for week two. You know, week one was so much fun that we just have to get right back and do it again. Hopefully week two is more fun than week one for Jets fans. And one way the Jets could attempt to make it more fun would be to get the ball to Garrett Wilson more often. A lot of people disappointed that Garrett Wilson did not get the number of reps that everybody was expecting. Here was Mike LaFleur with a quote about it during the week. Garrett didn't get the rep count we all wanted. Robert Sala has talked about how our initial plan going in was 13 personnel and things like that. When you're not moving the ball in the first quarter outside of two chunk plays, not being able to convert on third down, we didn't get the rotation of personnel groups that we initially wanted. For Garrett, we can see how dynamic he is in the past game. He's been an awesome guy to coach. He's not going to be at just one position. He's got to be at our F position, our Z position, and him being able to operate every single play and not just the pass plays where he knows he's getting the ball but also when we're running the ball, when we're running fake jet sweeps, that operation needs to get to 100%, and he knows that. So essentially, he's saying the same thing he said about Denzel Mims last year. Until Garrett Wilson is an expert on every single receiver spot 
in every single play in the playbook, they're going to limit his snaps. I just don't understand this, Chris. This really, to me, reeks so much of trying so hard to be the smartest guy in the room that you end up being the dumbest guy in the room. Because as he said, they weren't moving the ball other than two chunk plays. Why would you not put one of your most dynamic weapons, who you drafted 10th overall, into the game more? Make that adjustment as the game goes on. They didn't do that. And it's disappointing to hear LaFleur say this because it really does feel like deja vu. It, it feels like deja vu to me, 100%. But I have the exact opposite reaction, really, that you do to this. is Because uh, I get you wanted to see uh, Garrett Wilson out there playing more, and I agree, he should have. But this is exactly the same thing that happened last year, and not just about the Denzel Mims portion of it. This is exactly, remember how the season started last year and everybody was crucifying LaFleur, talking about how unimaginative he is and how he's got, like, how boring the offense is. And, and it was clear that the offensive line was in such a shambles at that point that they couldn't establish anything. They couldn't get into a rhythm. When you can't establish anything to begin with, you can't then start doing the next stage of plays. Like play calling is all about my opening move. It's, it's you know, I, I hate trying to do this, but it's like chess because you, you, my opening move, and then I want, the opening move is to see what type of reaction you're going to get. How are you going to play it? And then now I know what you're, you're going to play, and now I'm going to go and try to counter that. So everything has to – you have to be able to get started. The ball has to get rolling before you can really start to get into a rhythm of things. And with, uh, you know, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore here, like, yeah, he's going to work the rookie receiver in. That, that's going to happen – I understand wanting a little bit more, and I understand uh, going ahead and picking apart what they say. Um, but this is this leads me back into this everything about the media setup, and this doesn't do these coaches favors because they have to come out and they have to say stuff for us. But this, it's stupid. It's like he shouldn't even have to be answering this question because it's it's very obvious. But he's not just going to come out and say all that. So he's got to dress it all up and talk about this stuff, about how him having to earn it and prove it. And, yeah, there's some something to that. But it's more just if that offense can get rolling and get going, then he's going to be able to work more parts in with uh, Garrett Wilson only knowing, you know, what he knows in the playbook now. At some point, Garrett Wilson will learn every single intricacy, every single nuance of the playbook. And at that point, it's not even a thought. He's just playing. So this is another example of it's partly the, the coaches just doing a bad job of explaining. Part of it is them not – this. they could divulge this because it's not really like giving up some real state secret, but – Again, this is why coaches do the whole thing where they like pretend to, you know, oh, which long snapper might play today because our starter's injured and we might want, we don't want them to know which long snapper. Like, you know, they, they do all these types of spy games nonsense. Um, and some, and a lot of times it, it's irrelevant. Uh, so I think that's what it is here that they're trying to kind of cover up. But the real issue here was that 
the offensive line and Joe Flacco were disrupted immediately and they couldn't get anything going. And that you just, then they're not, this offense is not talented enough to just be able to just go out there on first down and just be like, yo, it needs to have some momentum behind it before I'm really going to start picking apart, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson's snap counts in the first game of the season. Chris, I think you just drove 30 minutes out of your way for a 10-minute drive. In other words, a lot of what you said may be valid. I don't think it really has much to do with Garrett Wilson's snap count. Bottom line is, Mike LaFleur is being stubborn and pig-headed just like he was last year. Obviously, with Denzel Mims now, we don't know what the situation's going to be going forward. It doesn't look like he's going to be getting much playing time unless somebody gets hurt. And they're at a stalemate where they'd like to trade him for something of value, but nobody's calling with anything of value. They're keeping him because he's more valuable than the late conditional pick that they would probably get for him. With Garrett Wilson, they made an even bigger investment in him. And this coaching staff was behind picking him as opposed to Mims, who was picked by the old staff. Either way, Garrett Wilson should have been playing more, should have been higher snap counts considering A, he was a 10th overall pick, B, we know how dynamic he is, C, they weren't moving the ball, and D, he shouldn't have to be an expert on every single play. We've gone over this a million times. There's that old cliche, and you hear Bill Belichick say it a thousand times, don't tell me what he can't do, tell me what he can do. Work him in with what he can do while he learns the rest. I hope that Mike LaFleur learns that lesson going forward and we see more Garrett Wilson. But moving on from that, I want to talk about who's not going to be playing today because we know Garrett Wilson will play. We just have to see how many snaps he's going to get. The one guy on the injury report who is not going to be in there is C.J. Ozama. He is out. Looks like George Fant, John Franklin Myers, Jordan Whitehead, Brexton Berrios, Braden Mann all going to play. This week, no C.J. Ozama. Disappointing start to his tenure here with the Jets. But this is why it's good they have that tight end depth because they do have Conklin and they can throw the rookie Jeremy Ruckert in there. And they do have Lawrence Cager too. So that's the big news with the injury report. C.J. Ozama not playing against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's not that much of a concern considering, <laughs> you know, especially <laughs> it's, it can't be even the slightest bit of concern, all things considered here. Uh, down the road, you're going to want Ozama back. Uh but you just mentioned the depth that they have there. Even get rid of Azama for the year. This this group is still like littered with players that are better than anything that the Jets have had that position. Who knows how long? Go back to Dustin Keller if you want. It's been bad. So that's better there. Um, you didn't get the results. Uh, you know you really wanted that. You got the little bit from Conklin, but. Uh, that's that's not anything I've been telling you. I think he'll have a relatively big year. This wasn't uh, what you saw last week. wasn't what I was talking about. Uh, that again, that the offensive line and Flacco was Flacco is so slow, like coming out of his uh, the snap, and it was just like by the time he's turned around, it was part just him being slow on it, and part the offensive line getting beat so bad, and it was just. The offense was disrupted so quickly. The, the the tight ends couldn't get anything going, couldn't get open. Uh, I'm not worried about that long term. I think this is going to end up being remarkably similar to last year, just again with just on the offensive line. If we're looking at that part of it, 
how how just badly they just got destroyed in that first half last year and how we were just like, oh, every one of us sat there being like, this line's going to be a disaster the entire year. And, you know, they struggled for the first couple games and then they got their ground and then the offense found, uh, you know, a little bit of a rhythm. They were able to anchor themselves in and improve. Now, the offensive line improved greatly while the rest of the offense, you know, did little bits because of the rookie and lack of weapons. Now, I think you're going to look for the same type of thing from the offensive line. They will rebound, they will get better, they will solidify, and then they will be the engine that propels this offense, this running game that gets you Elijah Morse, Corey Davis, and Garrett Wilson actually doing things. Um <laughs> we were we were joking a little bit text uh, uh, during the game after the game. Joe Flack, we I mean neither of us are what Mike White believers uh, and by any stretch, but you just can't keep rolling out this Joe Flacco stuff like this. Um, I just can't imagine uh, the the players getting like amped up and, and motivated to to go uh, <laughs> with Joe Flacco slinging around. So they might have to think about a Mike White uh, part at some point, a street, whatever. But this offense, uh, depending on how long it takes Zach Wilson gets back, the offensive line, once that solidifies, that's when you can start picking apart things if it doesn't work. But I, I, I'm not concerned. I, don't, I might have trouble this week against uh, Cleveland, but I think the offensive line will solidify and then Zach Wilson gets back, then we can really start looking and picking apart the offense. But the tight end right now, uh, they're going to continue to be the quarterback's friend. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. 
Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Chris, let's take a look at the props, and we'll start with the over-under and the game spread. Browns are minus 6.5, and the over-under is 39.5. It's a big number with Jacoby Brissett as the Browns quarterback, but I still have to take the Browns on that. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and go with the under there. Uh, Typically, good rule of thumb is, is hammer unders to start the season. Anyway, and this this Jets offense is not looking to be inspired against a, a good stout Cleveland defense yet. And yeah, I don't expect Jacoby Brissett to be like absolutely lighting up this Jets defense either. So I'll, I'll stick with the under, but I, I like the Browns comfortably to cover that. Chris, get a pen and start writing these down because we're going to go through the rest of these props, the passing props, the rushing, receiving props, and I know that sometimes you forget midway through, so make sure you start jotting these down. We'll begin with the passing props. Jacoby Brissett is over under 193.5. Joe Flacco over under 222.5. Boy, do I love the under for Jacoby Brissett there. Jacoby Brissett and Joe Flacco both over under 1.5 touchdowns. Pass completions, Jacoby Brissett over under 17.5, Joe Flacco over under 21.5, pass attempts, Joe Flacco over under 35.5, if he throws anything close to the amount of passes he threw last week, that's going to be an easy bet for you, Jacoby Brissett over under 28.5, interceptions, both Joe Flacco and Jacoby Brissett over under .5, which means all they have to do is throw one interception and you would hit the over. Longest completion over under, Jacoby Brissett 32.5, Joe Flacco 34.5. Always dangerous because Brissett's not exactly going to throw a ton downfield, but all it would take is Hunt or Chubb to run one on a screen pass or one of the receivers makes a play after the catch and you beat that. So I'm always nervous about the over-unders on that. And then Pass and rushing yards over under, so total yardage, Jacoby Brissett, 206.5, and Joe Flacco, 226.5. Chris, any of these that you like? I love Jacoby Brissett unders in general. <laughs> um, just just in general, I'm a big fan of them, uh, especially with uh, the way that I think this game will unfold and the way that the Browns' offense is built to be heavy running, and I just expect them to lean on the running game heavily um you correctly identified the the only real concern with a lot of these is you know little dump passes screens especially if it's late in the game and uh watch chubb like break a the 74 yard screen pass in the late in the fourth quarter or something Uh, that's the that's the only real concern about any of those overs or unders uh not coming through could probably uh you probably get uh, maybe a, the over on that total yardage, including uh, rushing yardage with them. Um, that that's the one I'd probably try to target an over on. Um, and then with Flacco, especially with the attempts, I, I would the only thing that's stopping me from just hammering the attempts is the thought of that. If it looks anything like last week, that's how it's going to be like, man, we got to go back to Mike White. <laughs> like that's, that's the only thing that's really stopping me from telling you to hammer that. Because if, if you're give, if you're saying Jets quarterbacks uh, getting that number, I'm telling you to absolutely unload and hammer that point. Um, I'm just, 
And I should probably be more confident and say go ahead with Joe Flacco because I don't think that they're going to be going and hitting the eject the Mike White button. I think it's just this is something that's just in my head that I'm just so utterly convinced that um, it's just pointless to do this with Joe Flacco that I'm convincing myself right now that Salah might agree even though I don't think he does. Rushing yards, Brees Hall over under 28.5, Jacoby Brissett over under 8.5, Kareem Hunt over under 37.5, Michael Carter over under 38.5, Nick Chubb over under 83.5. Okay, so I like them all except for Chubb. And again, this is the thing with Chubb. Uh, he could get one carry and easily and, and do that. <laughs> he could get get a 90-yard carry. So I'm certainly not telling you to bet the under on the Chubb. The thing is, I've learned over the last few years, you always want to bet Chubb on the overs because you look at it and, you, and it's always a low number too. You're like, how is that number so low? Well, the number is so low because they end up giving him like seven touches in a game. Like the Browns do this a lot. They've been doing it where they're saving him for the playoffs. And, you know, it kind of uh, uh, backfired on them last year, but uh, they, they want to save him. They do not like to just give him 20 touches a game. So it's not, if you're thinking, oh, they're just going to get up to an early lead and then just give it to Chubb and just lean on that, that's not how the Browns operate. So I'd stay away from Chubb, but I like that Kareem Hunt one. Uh, I love that. Um, and, yeah, give me both. The Bryce Hall, Brees Hall and Michael Carter, those I – don't, I don't know for sure that they're going to hit on the numbers this week. Because, again, this, the offensive line needs to stabilize before he can fully trust it. But these numbers are so low. And for uh, running backs to be as talented as those guys, getting that low a number, my suggestion is just keep bet- betting. If you can afford to, just bet on it and keep betting on it until it comes through. Because it is coming through very, very soon. These next couple of weeks, they are easily going to start cruising past these low numbers. Over-unders on receiving yards. Amari Cooper, 42.5. Brees Hall, 18.5. Corey Davis, 40.5. David Njoku, 25.5. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 38.5. Elijah Moore, 50.5. Garrett Wilson, 30.5. Harrison Bryant, 8.5. Kareem Hunt, 17.5. Michael Carter, 18.5. Nick Chubb, 7.5. And Tyler Conklin, 27.5. I like pretty much all the Jets ones uh, there. Um Get get the Garrett Wilson one out of here uh, for now. Um, again, this is not a uh, uh, not a play to uh, tell you to take the under because all he needs is one one play to make that. Uh, I'll just take that and put that to the side. I'm not touching any Garrett Wilson ones until we uh, see that the coaching staff is going to be going to him consistently and and often enough. And the Browns, I do not like the Njoku one. I've been. Burned by him way too much in the past, expecting too many big things from him. Uh, but the, I also just I, – I keep – this is like the 17th time this happened to me in the last couple of weeks. I keep forgetting Amari Cooper is on the ground. <laughs> There's so much movement this offseason. Uh, I keep forgetting Amari Cooper is on the ground. But, yeah, I definitely like that. And I, I absolutely love the Donovan Peoples-Jones one. Uh, that's the one that I'd probably be going the most on. Uh, give me that. I'll, I'll lock it up. I know that the, the Jets' cornerbacks did really good, 
Um, and I don't have any reason to doubt that that will continue. And I'm not expecting Jacoby Brissett to, to be putting a ton of pressure on them. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, at, that, at a low number like that, I, I, I don't think they're going to be like overly shadowing, focusing too much attention on him. I think he can go ahead and coast to that uh, low number. Receptions. Amari Cooper over under 3.5. Brees Hall over under 2.5. Corey Davis over under 3.5. David Njoku over under 2.5. Donovan Peoples-Jones over under 2.5. Elijah Moore over under 4.5. Garrett Wilson over under 2.5. Kareem Hunt over under 2.5. Michael Carter over under 2.5. Nick Chubb over under 1.5. And Tyler Conklin over under 2.5. Yeah, so I love I love the running backs on there. Um, I love I, especially Michael Carter, uh, Brees Hall, and Kareem Hunt are probably right right underneath the Michael Carter one, but I I love them. And then as on, honestly, there's not a lot that I would suggest going under on. I'll stick with the same exact uh, thing with my Garrett Wilson claim, but I would definitely. Uh, feel good about going going way over and Corey Davis uh, over there. That's that's the one I like the most is I still think that Joe Flacco is is going to be looking and kind of zeroed in on him a lot. And then even if, you know, some miraculous thing does happen and they bring in another quarter uh, quarterback, that quarterback will also be looking for Corey Davis a lot. And I don't it's not going to be. 30 yards down the field. That's the thing with him. He'll, he'll come with on these little six-yard hitches, and, and that's what they'll be looking for. So I, I like love the over on uh, reception for him. Touchdown odds. Nick Chubb, minus 140. Kareem Hunt, plus 105. Amari Cooper, plus 195. Michael Carter, plus 210. Donovan Peoples-Jones, plus 215. Elijah Moore, plus 225. David Njoku, plus 265. Corey Davis, plus 275. Tyler Conklin, plus 310. Garrett Wilson, plus 360. Brees Hall, plus 360. Harrison Bryant, plus 425. Browns defense and special teams, plus 475. Braxton Berrios, plus 500. Anthony Schwartz, plus 550. Jacoby Brissett, plus 600. David Bell, plus 650. Lawrence Cager, plus 850. Jets defense special teams, plus 950. Ernest Johnson, plus 1300. Demetric Felton, plus 1300. Joe Flacco, plus 1500. Jeff Smith, plus 1500. Ty Johnson, plus 1800. Jerome Ford, plus 1800. Denzel Mims, plus 2500. That's like free money because he's not even going to be active. Jesse James, plus 3000. I feel really good taking a, a Nick Chubb minus one forty. <laughs> uh, lay that, lay that extra forty big. But I feel very, pretty strong that Nick Chubb will scamper into the end zone at least once, and I'd be willing to pay the forty dollar tax on that. Um, otherwise, you're looking to maximize here. That let's just just think about this right now. Miles Garrett, Browns defense, Joe Flacco. I, I'll I'll go ahead and roll the dice on the the Browns defense there. I I like the number on that to go ahead and say yeah that's worth a roll of the dice that that Joe Flacco can cause one turnover that they end up scoring a touchdown on or in you know get the bonus of a, just a a kick return or, or a punt return as that. So yeah, I I'd roll those dice. 
Um, I, I, I think I'd roll some dice on a, uh, on a Corey Davis late, uh, garbage time touchdown there. I think I might do that. And I would, I, Tyler Conklin for sure. Also this, this is the dice roll. Go ahead with a, with the Lawrence cager. Uzama out. Let, let's see. Maybe Lawrence cager. I forget what that number was. I think he said eight fifty something like that. Mm-hmm. Eh? I, I like that. The odds that that there could be a fourth quarter games pretty much out of control, garbage time, um, Jets put together a drive, slowing down by the goal line. What do they need? A tight end. Conklin get most of the attention. Cager sneaks by at plus 850. I like it. Chris, before we run, I want to turn it over to our friend Walter Cherpinski over at WalterFootball.com for his weekly picks, courtesy of PrizePicks.com. I really enjoy their daily fantasy matchups. I get in my entries with player projections. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Today, I'm going with Garrett Wilson to get more than 30 yards. I think the Jets are going to try to atone for their mistake from last week. And I'm going with Jacoby Brissett to get less than 194 passing yards. With a quarterback like him, that always seems like a reasonably safe bet. Those could be the two guys you pick, or you could pick anybody else over at prizepicks.com. It's easy to play, and you could participate in a variety of different sports. It doesn't have to just be the NFL. It could be the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, anything you want, they've got it at prizepicks.com. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that simple. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up and play fantasy sports right now. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to 100 bucks with promo code PLAJ. If you deposit 100 bucks, PrizePix will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Don't forget, enter the promo code PLAJ at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Walter, the floor is yours, my friend. Thanks, Scott. Let's begin with the Jets. They're six-and-a-half-point road underdogs against the Browns this week. Uh, I'm going to be on the Browns. I don't think I'm going to bet this game, though. Uh, I'm just worried about Cleveland having a look-ahead situation. Uh, They have to play on Thursday night against the rival Steelers. Uh, So coming off a win against Baker Mayfield, I don't know if they're going to be fully focused, but even if they're not, I still think they can cover the spread because Joe Flacco should not be uh, quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, He's just terrible, and he gives the Jets really no chance. But the Jets could get a backdoor cover here, so I'm not very enthusiastic about this game. Uh, I am betting some other games, though. Let's begin with Jacksonville plus 3.5 against the Colts. It's going to be very hot and humid in Jacksonville, and the Colts, uh, they're coming off a tie. Uh, They they play better than they looked, uh, but they're going to be missing their best defensive player Shaq Leonard Uh, sounds like their top two receivers are going to be out Uh, and the Jaguars always play the Colts tough uh, even if it's in Indianapolis Uh, but it's in Jacksonville and the Jaguars always beat them there Uh, I think the spread's a little too high Uh, I think this would be probably Indianapolis minus one Uh, so I like the value we're getting with Jacksonville I like some of the games later on in the day. Uh, The 49ers minus nine and a half. Uh, Look, they're coming off a terrible loss to Chicago, but that game was played in a monsoon. And if you take away that fluky 51-yard touchdown uh, to Dante Pettis where uh, Justin Fields scrambled around for uh, for looked like 100 yards, um, the the 49ers doubled up the Bears in yardage. Uh, So the 49ers were definitely the better team. Uh, And if they 
had won that game, the spread would be a lot higher. Uh, they, they're playing Seattle, and the Seahawks just beat the Broncos. Uh, but the Broncos, uh, they outgained the Seahawks by a wide margin, by 200 yards on Monday night. And the Broncos actually had more yards per drive than any other team in the NFL in week one. So I, I have a lot of confidence that the 49ers had come back from an, an embarrassing loss and, and just really clobber the Seahawks. Um, staying in the a- NFC West, I also like the Cardinals plus five and a half against the Raiders. Uh, speaking of teams coming off embarrassing losses, uh, Arizona, uh, they, they just got shellacked by uh, the Chiefs last week, but uh, th- that was Patrick Mahomes uh, playing at a high level with uh, lots of time to prepare with Andy Reid. Uh, plus, Arizona's dealing with a lot of injuries last week. Uh, they're going to get some players back, so they're going to be better. Uh, and the Raiders are dealing with injuries now. They're going to be missing the starting center. Uh, they're going to be missing the top linebacker and one of their safeties, uh, so they're not at full strength. Uh, and yet, the advanced spread on this game was Raiders minus three. Uh, so before the week one games are over, this line was minus three and now it's up to minus five and a half. Um, so I, I think Arizona coming off that embarrassing loss is going to be very motivated to bounce back. I, I expect them to perhaps win outright, uh, but I think it's going to be close either way. Uh, Sunday night football, I like the Packers minus 10. Uh, another team coming off an embarrassing loss. Uh, the Packers scored just seven points against Minnesota, but they were missing their starting tackles. Uh, they're going to get at least one of them back, if not both. And I just talked about Chicago, how they, they, they really didn't deserve to beat the 49ers. Uh, so I, I think in a different world where uh, the Packers had both uh, linemen uh, last week and the Bears didn't didn't win in a monsoon, I think the spread would be around 13. Uh, so I like the value we're getting with Green Bay. Monday night, I like the Eagles a lot at minus two. This is actually my pick of the month on the site. Uh, so everyone's impressed with Minnesota, how they just held Green Bay to seven points. Uh, but like I said, uh, that's a little bit misleading. And I think the Eagles are the better team actually made the spread my my, personally I made the spread four and a half Um, I think except for running back the Eagles are equal or about equal or much better at every position uh, than Minnesota receiver I think you give a slight edge to Minnesota linebacker as well Uh, but uh, quarterback quarterback I would take uh, the Eagles offensive line definitely take the Eagles secondary not even close I would take the Eagles defensive line I would take the Eagles so I I think the Eagles are the much better team and yet they're not even minus three at home Uh, I, I don't think people realize how impressive that that win was over Detroit uh, except for Detroit's first touchdown every single touchdown the Lions scored occurred when the Lions were down by double digits so that that should have been a much larger victory the Eagles just took their foot off the gas and I think they're gonna really sh- come out with um, the statement victory here against Minnesota so those are the WalzerFootball.com week two picks back to you Scott Thanks, Walter, and thank you for listening. Make sure that you check out everything that Walter is doing over at WalterFootball.com and everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns on our channel right now, including one for every single Jets draft pick. Watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's t-e-e-public.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. 
perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.